Hi everyone, welcome back to episode 4 of Talkspace and we're very excited to announce today's guests on our podcast, Mrs. Pratibha Pandya and Ms. Roshni Jain, co-founders of Dhyan Holistic Wellness. The two highly qualified women are life skills coaches, certified hypnotherapists and licensed rapid transformational therapy practitioners. They are here to talk about the psychology behind our actions, the power of our subconscious mind and discovering one's inner purpose. I think this is an extremely special episode because I know the two of them personally and I can vouch for their experience in this vital field. A good place to start would be for you to briefly describe what your professional life entails. Thank you so much for having us here. It's a pleasure talking to two young adults who are actually taking steps of changing the world in their own way. And it's a delight for Dhyan Holistic Wellness to be here. Um, so what we use, what we do is, um, so the entire motto behind this therapy or, you know, this uh, process is to really get to the uh, root cause of your problems, of your beliefs. You know, when we were born, we were born perfectly with absolutely no fears, no phobia. You know, a childlike behavior is, you know, is what we all look forward to. So we were born like that. But due to certain circumstances, we've got into something or something has, you know, got us into this belief that either we're not good enough or we've developed some phobias or fears. So here in uh, Dhyan, we eliminate all your old beliefs and your phobias and we inculcate you with the newer and the fresh powerful beliefs. Um, we as, as little as, uh, you know, from nail biting to uh, binge eating, to depression, lack of confidence, all of this has stemmed because of some action or some incident that's happened in your life. So that's primarily what uh, uh, Dhyan is into. And we do this through RTT, which is called the Rapid Transformational Therapy. Um, well, I know, I mean, I'm not going to bore you guys with what it is at all about, but I just want to tell you a little bit about the mind, because this whole conversation, what we're going to have today, which we're really excited about, is about the mind. So um, just very briefly, a mind consists of three parts. One is the conscious, which we all know about. One is the subconscious and one is the unconscious mind. The conscious is what you're listening to us consciously, right? So that's the conscious mind. Everything that we do is like consciously doing around, right? But uh, what is subconscious mind? Subconscious is like a, the place where you store all your data. You know, that's the part which has uh, all the experiences you know, there are many a time, haven't you noticed that, you know, you're crossing a path and suddenly uh, there is this smell which kind of triggers you. Oh my God, you know, the smell reminds me of X, Y, Z. Or let's say you're watching Kabhi Kushi Kabhi Gum the 10th time and you still start to cry because that kind of reminds you of some incidents or, you know, which has happened back, uh, you know, in your past. So that's your subconscious mind. And lastly, which is your unconscious mind, that is your, the part which is exactly like a subconscious mind, which has all your deep-rooted emotions and beliefs, but is really deep for us to change. So telling you, um, I mean, letting you all know that we, what we deal with is handling your subconscious mind so that we can change our life and absolutely become like childlike. Fearless is what we all believe in. So that's the part. In other words, it's just us having a talk, a dialogue with our subconscious mind which is actually the seat of all our emotions and beliefs and behavior. 
So we make you have a dialogue with that part of your life, which you normally tend to ignore. And then change it to suit you. I think this is such an interesting topic. And even when I heard about it, I was like, oh my God, like I was absolutely stunned. And it's so deep on like so many levels, like on so many levels, which I never knew about. So I personally wanted to ask what stemmed your interest in this field or how did you both the two of you get into this? Oh, you're going to hear like some crazy <laughs> things from us right now, if that's your question. Um, so I was... Um, um, I've been a jewelry designer since 2002. So been in this world of, you know, really wanting to, you know, beautify people or give them this uh, precious jewel. So we, I got into this jewelry line. But then by the end of it, I really felt, you know, a deeper connection is what we thrive for. You know, that is something that we really wish to have. You know, people may come and go, but if you have had a deep connect with someone, that stays for the longer time. So I wanted to understand human behavior. Why, when, how do people react? Why do they react? Because it's not really uh, what they react that matters. It's what really happened to them that matters. For them to react in a certain manner, you know what I mean? So it's not about you getting upset, but it's about something that's triggered your getting upset or angry, right? So after this jewelry line, I thought, you know, if I am... If I'm good enough, I must say, uh, beautifying people from outside. So I thought, let's go deeper and do it from within as well. So then I got into this, this amazing journey of RTT where, you know, you get into really understanding the inner beauty of every soul in the world. So that's how I got into RTT. I mean, she has another journey altogether. So, well, I have been a student of psychology and human behavior and mind has always interested me. I've always wondered why in the same situation, two people react differently. And I've loved observing people, even during flight journeys. I didn't need a book or anything. I just needed to sit and look at the air hostess and really wonder what they are up to. So I've always been a student of psychology. Then I became an aura healer. So I've been an aura healer for the past 13 years. I've met so many people and it really understood that, you know, there are some ways that people just, you know, complicate life. It's not that it's not that difficult. It's a very simple thing to do. But because of our own beliefs and all our own behavior, we really complicate it. And I always wanted a simpler way to make people understand that whatever you want in life, you can get it if you really want to. But it's important for us to actually realize our true potential, what we are really meant to do in this world, what is the whole purpose of our journey in this world. And that's the reason I think I studied more I am an um, uh, angel card reader. I've done pendulum healing. I think I've done, I've learned Reiki. I think I've learned everything that's to do with human mind and behavior and energy. Got into RTT because it really, uh, this whole journey and learning of RTT and the, you know, the communication that we can have with the subconscious mind really intrigued me. And when we were learning, we developed or learned so much about ourselves that we had ignored that it became a passion for us to really make people understand that life is really beautiful. It's not difficult. It's really simple. Just get up and be happy every day. And most importantly, it's in your hand. It's completely it's not hand. really that you need to do X, Y, Z to be happy, or you need to do, you need to behave in a certain manner to get that happiness. It's truly, it's magical and it's so easy and it's just in your hand. You believe it, you get it. That's it. It's as simple as that.
What you guys said makes so much sense, and I think the fact that both of you guys are so passionate about this topic is extremely inspiring. And after a bit of research, I came across the fact that your thoughts play a big role in the way we behave due to the psychological factor behind it. So, can you shed some light upon the same with a few examples? What you what you just said is very true. Our thoughts really play a big role in the way we behave. But I'm not going to give you an example. Let's play along. Let's have a game, and I want you both to realize that how your thoughts really affect your behavior. So, what I want you to do is actually think of a thought. You know, something like uh, or a belief that you have. Like, I am not confident. I'm. I'm. We talk about negative thought right now. So, let's talk about like I am not confident, or I'm not good enough, or I'm not beautiful. Yeah, anything. I'm lazy. Whatever. Just or I hate. I hate studying physics. Anything. Think of a belief. Okay, have you both thought of it? And I want you to—I mean, we would want you to speak it loud as well. What are you thinking? Let's say. What is it that you have in your mind? We take it random. It doesn't have to be something that you all—you uh, know—you will just be playing a game. So just say, tell me a negative thought. For me, I think it's that I'm not good at math. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. I think for me it is that. i'm scared for like the future the next two years okay okay so when you think of this thought okay when you deeply think of this thought or this thoughts governing you all the day what is the feeling that you go through like kushi when you said that i'm not good at math what is the feeling that you go through when you're really deeply thinking that i'm not good at math and when you look at your math notebook it's really negative because i feel like i'm not doing well and it it gives me a lot of stress anxiety stress and build and that believes that that i can't do this of course i can't do maths i'm not good at it i can't do it yeah correct so while you're studying um 20% of your time really goes into this feeling that i'm not good at it i can't understand it i'm not going to do well am i right yes okay and for you I think mainly any task I'm doing, I'm always thinking, "Oh my God! Imagine if this doesn't happen, or if that doesn't happen." And then you compromise on like the task itself. Correct. So basically, you're compromising on what you could have done. Hundred percent, you're still doing eighty percent, seventy percent. So it's fear of failure, basically. Yeah. 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 It's fear of failure that you already have, right? Yeah. So that's the feeling that you have. So let's go one by one. We'll go one by one. Now, Kushi, when you said that you're not good at maths, the feeling that you have is, uh, you know, when you look at your maths book, I'm not going to do good. What's the behavior that stands out? What's the action that you take when you have your maths exam, or when you're studying for maths? If you have to study, what is it that you do? I mean, do you Uh, do you look at the book and knowing that you cannot do it, you read it aloud. You give your hundred percent, or you're like, you know what, I really can't do it. And during the exam, when you get your papers, do you do you feel that I think I can manage, or do you feel that yeah, maths is not my cup of tea. I don't think so. I can do it. So, what is it that you feel when you see the paper? So when I see the paper, I'm just usually really nervous because I question myself and whether I'll be able to do well, which is in the future. and i think that's what happens 90% of the time so because of being nervous when you're doing your maths paper which requires you to be alert you may not score as well as maybe you could have yeah which again it takes us back to the thought that i'm not good at maths yeah 
do you see how you just how your thought of not i'm good at maths actually resulted in your action of not really doing well in your paper because you were consumed by that entire fear of not being good at it so you yeah. are not too good at maths so you're not scoring well it's all about the thought that you created in your mind who has the power of that thought it's you even for you now let's take you you said you have this fear of failure and yeah. when you're doing any task you don't give your 100% it's at 80% yeah obviously the satisfaction level that you get is not 100% by your task yeah so you again go back to that thought that i'm not good at it or yeah. i'm going to fail because it's not done the way it should have been done yeah somebody feels you know as teenagers we are very uh, very hooked on to our appearances about how we look and how we carrying ourselves well and um looking good plays a really important part when a teenager feels that they're not looking good what do they go through the feelings that they go through are insecurity um they don't want to anxious stressed out right now when they have to go to a party they get ready and go but because the feeling behind them is always that i'm not looking good they kind of want to be not be a center of attraction they keep themselves aloof they keep them aloof again so people are not really giving them attention because they are at the back side what's the thought that again comes to that that i'm not beautiful enough i'm not good enough that's why people are not socializing with with me you know so it all comes back from the thought that you have i think we should just do another example with a positive thing so now the similarly tell yourself you know what i can do it you know like be that excited person and tell you know what next two years i'm telling you it's in your hands right so you tell yourself that you know what i can do it of course i can do it you know keep telling yourself that i can do it right with that whole attitude when you go the kind of you know the body react body reacts to your words by the way the words that you you know say or the picture that you create you know a lot of time um, you know if it's anything that's beautiful but if it's described well it looks far more beautiful but it's just said in a very simple words the beauty just doesn't stay correct so the words play a very important role so just say something really wonderful you know what i am two years you need to give your full strength to whatever you're doing right so from today on we'll just keep telling yourself you know what i can do this this i'm going to do it when you say that you have your book in front and you think you know i'm starting reading i'm starting to read right now but you know what i can do it of course i'll be able to do it why can't i do it of course i can do it when you're doing that your feelings you know you're getting excited you're getting pumped up you the feeling that you can do it you're probably doing things faster you're reading more and more and more when you're doing that you're sitting for your exam what is the action because you're so at it you'll be the first one to sit on the you know like your examination hall and kind of do what you need to do and all of that and you'll get your result automatically so in a positive just just flip it over all you need to do is flip it flip your thoughts to what you want in life and it's magical i think that's a very good way to look at it because we as humans just tend to think of the worst possible um like scenario or like the most negative you know way something can go and um coming back to the coming back to the talk of subconscious mind we would um that's mainly what you guys deal with so we wanted you to elaborate on a few experiences that you might have had in some of your sessions on how the power has worked just so you know we all can understand more about it so um i had this client um, she just came to me and she told me about um she just said that 
Roshni, I give so much of my time to my work and uh, I give, I'm always in a rush because I feel I don't want to miss on anything. So she's always, you know, running around, doing all the work and uh, and she's very agitated with people who can't, uh, can't do the work in a faster mode, you know, like, you know, like in a fast pace. So she gets a little agitated when people can't work fast. And, uh, and because of that, whenever she, she, when she used to read or do her accounts, uh, her mind is running so fast because she kind of thinks that, you know, I need to get over with this and do it fast and finish it off and all of that. She would say, Roshni, I can't remember what I'm reading because I don't know why. And I've read this book four times and I really don't know what was it about or what is it about. And um, so, of course, now she wasn't born with this, like I said, you know, she was born perfectly. She had the, she, everyone has great retaining powers, all of that. Then what really got her to get so anxious or to develop a behavior that doing things in a, you know, in jiffy or do, or trying to finish everything ASAP gives you a result. You know, there has to be something. So we got her to um, to a hypnotic state where we went to her subconscious mind where she was alert with the subconscious mind and she comes up with these two brilliant scenes when she was at the age of four and the other one when she was at the age of seven little girls now they were like she was really little at that time so when the age of four the scene was um, that uh, they were she was going out with her parents um, uh, for a movie and her, her dad kept saying, okay, everyone get me the car key. She had two more siblings. So he said, come on, any, um, get me the car key. Whoever can get it first will win. And uh, so everyone hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. But she's running around and she's trying to get the car key. And of course, being the little one, she didn't manage to get it first. A sibling got it. So her dad immediately said, you know what? You're so slow. You'll never be able to do anything right in your life. Simple. Got over. And it was something very simple. You know, it was just... It's just how we use words in such a frivolous manner that we don't realize how it impacts. So this consciously, she doesn't remember that scene at all. Subconsciously, that was deep rooted. Then we went to another scene where her mom is cooking, very random. Her mom is cooking and she's cooking everything. Like she's making about eight, nine dishes and doing all of this. And the only person having dinner is dad, she and the other two siblings. Okay. So she's doing it really fast and she's, you know, so she's trying to talk to her mom or intervene and her mom's getting very upset. She said, don't intervene because I need to make everything, you know, as quickly as I can because uh, your dad is going to love me more. So what is the second belief that she developed? That if I do things fast, I'm going to get love. So you see how this scene created that impact, which did not impact her at that very moment because it was just like a passing statement from a mom. And she just like left after that. But that impacted her subconscious mind, which made her believe that, oh, so now if you want to be loved, you need to do quickly all the, all the tasks that you have. You need to do it quickly. And you need to make sure that, you know, um, by doing the task fast, you get appreciated. That's the only way you're going to get appreciated, right? So um, as human beings, we really need appreciation. We really need we have the need of acceptance, all right? So that's why she started uh, subconsciously, started to believe that. And every task or every reading, every work, every account, whatever she did, she did it in a fast pace because she thought that if I do it in, in that pace, people will recognize me and I will be known as that I'm good enough or I'm good at my work. 
Did you realize how it just kind of comes with some random thing? Yeah, it's so shocking that once an individual is in a hypnotic state, you can think of the root cause behind things you're possibly concerned with. And I think this just proves just how powerful our mind is. Another question we have for you is that why is it necessary for teenagers, especially during these unprecedented times, to be aware of the way our mind plays a crucial role in our daily lives? Well, if you realize you guys are at the most critical stage of your life. This is a time where, um, you know, your beliefs set in, your uh, what you want to do in life is what you decide. Everything sets in at this point of time, your career, your friends, your future, everything. And if at this age, you can actually have the right belief system within you, it's going to go a long way and help you later. Secondly, when we're, you know, when you're talking about how your mind works, if, you know, you guys realize at this point of time, how powerful your mind is, and that it's so easy for us to really, you know, talk to your mind or uh, maneuver the mind the way you wish to go, your life is going to be sorted and simple. If you just, you know, as simple as uh, if you guys are aware of the fact that your mind will do whatever you tell your mind to do, it's going to actually make your life easier. Like, you know, when you say you have a fear of something and your mind decides, you tell your mind that, you know what, I don't fear it. It might be a challenge to me, but I don't fear it. It's going to make your life much more simpler because then it's going to drive you to achieve it. That's the reason it's very important for you as teenagers to be aware of the power of your mind, how you can actually control it to suit yourself. Because it's just the words that you talk. So the moment you change your wordings to suit you, to suit your lifestyle, to you know make your own future, it's for your benefit. And already your your deep your all your issues or whatever you you know we all have you guys are very young so all of that is not really strengthened right now you know this is the time when you can change it at the age of like 40 50 obviously it becomes a little more difficult for you to change it needs it's not impossible it needs a lot more of you know patience but at your age if you all can take it because you know you you guys are what 15 16 17 perfect age you know it's been not very many years since you really got any of these phobias or issues in your mind so it's, it's very it's very on the superficial level so you guys can eradicate it i think it's a perfect time and i'm so glad that you you're doing this both of you because um uh, if you all, you teenagers, can change just the thought that you create in your mind, you guys are making a beautiful tomorrow for all of us, you know. So it's it's brilliant for us to do something like this with you all. I agree with this so much. And I think even when people listen to this, they'll feel just motivated just by listening to it. Because when I'm listening to it right now, I'm already feeling so like pumped up just to be like, okay, when I go back to my work right now or when I go back to my work in the night, I can just think of it in such a different way rather than thinking of it as like a burden or something I'm scared of. And I think also since our, most of our target audience or most of the people who listen to us are teenagers and people who are of our age group, um, mainly we don't like, as you said, at a young age, our issues are not as grave as they would be when we grow up. So... Um, like issues like, you know, some people have so much problem with decision making. They're very indecisive. They cannot make a decision quickly or they're very um, insecure to say no. Like they cannot say no to anyone. 
um so what like is that something that is also related to our subconscious or it's just something which you develop over time no no it's all related to your subconscious mind is because it's what is if you cannot make a decision what does it stem to fear of judgment right the reason why you cannot say a is better than b what if you are wrong what if you are judged you know you're not feeling that you are you know good enough to take that decision so the fear of judgment is what why did that fear of judgment come in your past for some odd reason you know something you must have done as a child where you felt that oh i was wrong you know something very trivial it doesn't have to be a big issue in your life it can be something really trivial as well uh, but because of that you've developed that fear of judgment of fear of yeah fear of judgment of fear of taking a decision because you feel if i am wrong okay um then nobody's going to appreciate me or they're going to mock me i won't be loved i'll become lonely and that's how i'll have no one with me and we as tribes you know we've been from like at the tribal age we all we just want to be together like we all, we want to be in tribes we don't want to be not loners humans are not loners right so we want to be together as as, as a tribe so the fear of rejection and the need of acceptance is so high that you know we kind of develop that oh god oops if we do wrong what if we are not accepted by people around us or what if you know they don't uh, you know appreciate me so they get this whole feeling of you know not deciding or being in that zone of you know staying away from where they are taken you know from the need yeah so any behavior any behavior any thought which actually disturbs you it could be as simple as what you said or could be as simple as you know uh, nail biting decision making anything it actually stems from certain incidents that has happened in your life or maybe when you are at your mother's womb it could be at that point also but something that is triggered various emotions within you it's nothing to do with uh, i think i'm born like that no no one is born everyone's born perfect every yeah. child yeah but it's the circumstances around or maybe our perception to certain situation that actually make us behave or believe in a certain belief so the moment we realize the reason or the root cause of why we tend to focus on something or believe this thought it's in our hand to alter it yeah so i think we all should just very importantly um, not stop with this sentence where we say you know i'm like that yeah oh, this this is the way i am you know this sentence you just go out of it because this is the way this is the this is the way you just you know kind of comforting yourself but that's not true you're not like that you're not like that every child has that wonderment kind of a feeling when they see the little toes when they see you know they figure out that they have got small fingers why why does all child behave the same because we were born same and now that whatever happened okay whatever has happened has happened as teenagers now all of you whatever now you realize there's a reason why anything like that has happened and you can change it the best part is that you guys anybody in the world can change anything from binge eating to depression to um, you know to as little as we had a client who was used to nail bite she used to bite her nails and she would say you know that i don't get to know when i bite my nails because um, while i'm watching tv 
or while I am, uh, you know, reading or something random while I'm just sitting and brushing, uh, I'm thinking something. So just when I'm just watching somewhere and I'm kind of biting my nails, some random thing that she told that, you know, I don't know why I bite my nails and I want to get out of this habit. So much so that her, she hardly had any nails and every time it would get into some kind of an infection, but she didn't know why she does that. So she would wait for the nails to grow like one mm, then again, start to bite and she would not even realize it. So again, something as, as trivial as this was because of her childhood trauma that she went through where she felt that biting the nail is easing my pain. And it actually doesn't have to be a big trauma. You know how we think that something major has to happen in life for us to react or have a certain belief? It doesn't have to be a major trauma. It could be someone just passing a statement at you that, oh my God, you know, like the example that Roshni just gave, you're too slow. But it's the meaning that we've given to that statement. So it never has to be a big, oh my God, such a big incident has happened and I've had such a big loss. And that's why I'm like that. It could be a very simple statement of someone telling you that you're not good enough. Or you're not pretty. Or, you know, we don't like being your friends. It could be any simple statement. But if it's affected you, it's big enough for you. That makes so much sense. And it's so crazy that the root cause can be due to incidents that go back to as early as when we were in our mother's womb. And as you guys rightly said, there's always a reason behind the actions, no matter how trivial. Moving on, during the lockdown, so many of my friends got into the habit of manifesting and they keep telling me that it has worked for them and their deepest desires have been fulfilled. Is this also related to unbolting the inner works of our brain? Oh, yes. Totally, totally. I mean, uh, I'm telling you, we're going to give you this, this, this tool and I'm telling you, all the listeners, both of you as well, um, believe in this and just follow blindly. For 21 days, it takes the mind to remove your old belief, to eradicate your old belief and to accept the new belief, the new you, it takes 21 days. So for the next 21 days, I would request everyone, each one of you to just say a positive sentence. Uh, I'm not saying you've got to say 21 times, 100 times or whatever. Every morning or whenever you want to just say a positive sentence about yourself for 21 days. Now, by this, I definitely mean that, let's say, um, I feel that, you know, whenever I am Let's say, for example, if I'm not um, comfortable talking to people, let's say I'm not, I don't feel I'm confident enough. For 21 days, I'm just going to say, you know what? I'm super confident and I love talking to people. I'm super confident. I love talking to people. For 21 days, I'm telling, believe you me, for two, after 21 days, your body, every cell in your body, every cell in your mind will accept it as the new you. It is magical. It's not just about yourself. Let's say you have a friend or a teacher or anybody else or your family member, someone whose certain habits irritates you. 21 days, tell yourself, you know what? It'll not bother me. It, no, don't say probably what you should be saying is that, you know what? I don't get bothered by this. Do it in the past tense. I don't, uh, present tense. I don't get bothered by this. It doesn't bother me. Oh, she's like that. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. For 21 days. And you will see that after 21 days, your mind will start to believe because mind learns with repetition. You know, you want to go for a run. For the first day, you'll cry. Second day, you make excuses because your mind is feeling, you know what? You're not happy with this. Let me give you a few excuses so that 
you start to back off. Oh, my legs hurting. My head is hurting. Oh, I think it's going to be a little rainy today. Things like that. You'll start giving your mind will start giving reasons as well. So for 21 days, if you keep doing it and you tell yourself, I'm going to do it for 21 days, bypass all your excuses that the mind makes. It's miraculous. It's amazing how you can get what you desire just in the span of 21 days. Because mind really believes in repetition. And actually the beauty of it is, it's not like the first day that you say it, you've got to really believe it. Oh my God, okay, I believe this and I'm doing it. Because your mind will just respond to the pictures and words that you say. So if you've made a picture that I'm a confident girl, that's it. It does not matter if you believe or not. Because your mind's job is just to do what you tell it to do. So when you're telling your mind that I'm confident, it's going to just believe you're confident. It's as simple as that. Maybe initially, uh, the, obviously, like she said, that, you know, first two days or four or five days, the mind will give you reasons to back off. Because mind is, of course, you can't just tell the mind and the mind believes. Mind is a very naughty, it's like a monkey, very, very naughty. So, um, so uh, let's say, for example, you love eating pizzas, right? So you, today you're going to say, you know what, I'm not going to eat pizzas. Pizzas are not good for me. Today you said, right? Tomorrow, the mind's like, Yo, you know what, I think today is the day. Let's just eat it. You know what, this pizza is different than the others. I don't know when I'm going to get it. And you have to again tell yourself, you know, pizzas are not good. I'm not going to eat it. It's not good for me. You go to the third day, you go to the fourth day. Then the mind starts to believe that this is what you want. So after the seventh day or eighth day, your mind will accept it. So when the pizzas come in front of you, you're going to be like, nah, it, it won't even matter. It won't even like bother you at all. So, um, you know, so just like what she said, that you do not believe in the first few days, but eventually it'll all happen. And why they really say the manifestation work is because, I mean, sure, you half of you must have read that book, Secret, or The Power of Attraction. It's actually true. Now, when 21 days you're focusing on a particular um, idea, notion, belief, whatever you're focusing on is what you'll get back. It's as simple as the power of attraction. So 21 days, you're attracting the belief that I am good and I am lovable. You're going to get back that. The universe will give it back to you. I have a very one, I have an amazing uh, uh, um, example of this. So you, have you seen someone you do find people, someone who's always unhappy. You know, you find them, they're unhappy about yeah. their life. They're unhappy because of family. They're unhappy because of, in spite of having everything. They have everything. God's grace, they have everything. But yet, you know, there's certain people who always choose to be unhappy. Or certain people who are always cranky about, or not happy, always finding fault. There's a certain pattern, you know, like they're always doing the same thing, you know. Why is this? Is because, um, you know, so when you are uh, uh, unhappy at any point of time, uh, you keep you, your focus, like she said, whatever you focus on, you get more of it. So if you focus on that, this is not right, you're going to get more, more of that. incident where you feel, oh, this is also not right. Oh, that's also not right. So whatever you focus on, you will definitely get more of it. Now, it's the smartness in you will decide what you want to focus on. So focus wisely. Focus on something that you want than to focus on something which is not going to get you anywhere. I'm going to be very honest. Before um, we had this talk, I really did not believe. I do not believe in manifestation, even though a lot of people tell me about it. I genuinely don't believe in it because I don't know. It's just never something I've so deeply thought about. But honestly, after this talk, it's really 
really changed the way I'm thinking about a lot of things, especially when we started, when the two of you spoke about just turning it around and looking at it more positively. I think it's just changed because I genuinely didn't think that how, like, how strong can it be? But now it's like you have so much power in you that you can actually change it for yourself rather than relying or depending on anybody else to do that. Um, I think just write it in like a mirror or somewhere, somewhere where you can see it every day and just let it. But most importantly, I, before we go to anything else, I want to tell you one more thing is um, um, so the mind, whatever you tell the mind, it'll give you reasons to fail. Like I said earlier, you know, it'll give you reasons to fail and it'll give you all the more, um, uh, you know, incidents will happen which will make you realize that maybe this is not working. That's the time you need to hold on to. So remember that. So don't give in. 21 days is what it is. Don't give in for these 21 days. And most importantly, you're not going to say, you know what, I'm not going to have pizza. It's not good for me. And then one time you're going to be like, you know what, um, my favorite food is pizza. I love pizza. Mind cannot take conflicting beliefs. You know what I'm trying to say? You can't say, I hate maths. I wish I get 100 on maths. Yeah. Not happening. It's conflicting beliefs. You can't say, I want to lose weight. You know, I really want to look skinny and thin and XYZ and all of that. But you know what? I love eating. Conflicting beliefs again. So what is the mind going to think? That you want this, but you love eating. And mind will give you whatever you love. You love eating? It'll give you more reasons to you know, eat. So never give conflicting belief for 21 days. Make sure there's no conflicting belief. I am going to do phenomenally well for the next two years for you, Akshita. And Kushi, for you, you, I am going to excel in math. Mathematics is going to be like a piece of cake whenever it's in front of me. I'm going to do really easily, effortlessly. Mathematics is going to be like a, you know, like a subject for me. So 21 days, I think you guys should prove it to people for the generations that you guys have nailed the art of manifestation. And like Akshita very rightly said, the beauty of everything is that the power is just with you. Yeah. It's just in your hands, in your thoughts, in your words. You really don't need anyone else telling you what to do or what not to do. The moment you decide it, you have it with you. It's as simple as that. It's just your thoughts. It's for you to make it. And that's going to make you in future. That's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we're gonna, uh, you guys are going to show us a peek into one of your sessions so we can experience this theory. Okay, so what you're going to do is um, your space that. around you so you can move your hand. Can you move your hand back? Like, Can you do this, all of you? So just take your hand, move it right back to where the maximum that you can. Okay. Well, just, looking, looking in front, just looking in front, just move it back. Okay. Now just turn back and notice till where have you put your hand? Till okay. where, where it's pointing. Notice okay. that? Get your hand back. Okay. Now get your hand back. Now I want you all to imagine in your head that your hand is actually moving further away. Your muscles have loosened. When you're trying to put your hand back now, it goes way further than it was before. So you tell yourself first that I am powerful. My arms have the power. I can do what I want. I can move my hand further ahead because I have the power, because I can do what I want to do. 
no one needs to tell me so i within me i have the power and i can move my hand much 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 further because i am the boss and right? my muscles have really relaxed and loosened up now okay close your eyes and picture your hand actually moving way further than it was earlier just picture it just picture it in your mind and tell yourself in your mind tell yourself i can do it and it's moving further and further and further ahead and it's amazing it's a, i mean it amazes you guys now keeping your eyes closed just take your hand and move it further back till your till where you can now wherever you can just move it till wherever till where you, you can. can okay now open your eyes and, and see where your hands are has it moved further than what it had before oh my god <laughs> That is so crazy! Oh my god! Did <laughs> so you actually see <laughs> the power of words that you all had? You all didn't do anything much. Yeah, there was no like we didn't give you any booster Nothing. or anything for your arms to be more powerful. Nothing. Nothing. It was a very Nothing. natural conversation, <laughs> and you just told your mind that I can do it. Yeah, I didn't expect it to work, but that's crazy. Well, again, as I said. it's not even if you believe it's just the words that you told your mind your mind decided to listen to it that okay she's told me that i can move it further i will move it further yeah i told you like it's like it's like mind is like a monkey so it will follow with whatever you say it's not e but it will follow if you really tell very commanding words you know not like frivolity acha okay i think you can will. maybe shall be no you got to say i can yes of course i can you know make it more it powerful will. and then when she told you to close your eyes there was a reason for it because when you close your eyes and you picture mind only listens to the words and the picture that you create that's why she told you the words and then she told you to picture and you guys nailed it so see something like this if you can do it effortlessly come on the world is in your fingertip you i mean anything and everything is possible it was just a minute not even a minute 30 seconds that you actually told your mind that we can move it and yeah. it's going to wave just 30 seconds of powerful words told to your mind and just creating that picture even if you didn't believe in it because somewhere you might be doubting that you know what if it's going to work or not in spite of that your mind listened so 21 days is going to be crazy for all of you if you do that yeah imagine 30 seconds could do this 21 days would be like hello yeah This is extremely scary, but at the same time, this really, really motivated me and made me truly believe this theory for myself. So, lastly, we always end the podcast with a fun question that all of us will answer. And for this episode, it's what is one item that you can take with you wherever you go, apart from your phone and money. So, I'll go after Akshita. Okay, I think one item I take, and I mean, I was. Just- when we were discussing i was going to say my phone but then because she was like no accept your phone and accept money i would <laughs> um maybe gum i carry gum everywhere cuz it's <laughs> i'm just obsessed with chewing gum so definitely i'll say gum okay this may sound really weird but for me i always take a small perfume with me wherever i go and i realize that oh, i just <laughs> I realize that I use it a lot more than I need to. <laughs> so, would you like to go next? Well, um, I mean, I was definitely thinking of uh, perfumes as well because I don't um, 
I don't walk out of my house even to go down. I mean, this has to be like a bottle, like a couple of bottles ready in front of me to try on which one I like. So perfume for sure. Second, very, very, very important thing for me is music. However, I don't know how, but music is is like a soul to my life. Yeah, so definitely music. Like Akshita, I was about to say phone, but you took mm-hmm. that option away from me. So one thing that I really uh, think one or thing that I really want to take would be a pen and a paper. I mean, my bag will always have a pen and a paper because I think I'm obsessed with noticing people and their behavior. So just writing what have I learned? What's something different that I'm noticing about someone? It's an obsession, I think. <laughs> that's so cool. So I think that's about it. Thank you for sparing your valuable time to talk about our mind and organ that plays such a vital aspect in our lives, whether we realize it or not. And I'm sure our audience has gained a lot of valuable information through this episode. Thank you so much for having us here and giving us an opportunity to talk to teenagers and to you people. Because we truly believe you guys are the future. And if you nail it today, you nail your future. Yeah, I, I wish you all uh, lots of luck. God's blessings. Just keep smiling because the world is in your hand. It's just how you want to play around with it. Just go, go out there fearlessly. Like one word that should be written everywhere in the house is being fearless. Being fearless. Just be fearless. Go out there and kill it. Telling you it's all possible. The world's at your feet. Um, we also wanted to uh, share you guys' social media handle in case anyone wants to reach out to you. So either you can reach out at uh, Beyond Holistic One List on Insta or you can give us a call at 89808-84000. That's 84000. Great. Okay. Thank you to everyone who's listening and stay tuned on the Sunday after next for more.